Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 95 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Miracle for the second time this morning because, <laughs> boy, we are having some technical issues. There is technical issues. There's some sort of construction that you might hear because we've been sitting in these chairs just a jiggling. Yeah. <laughs> just a jiggling. Just a jiggling and a jangling not, over here. Not to mention, um, on this day that we're recording, we just came to work in a total whiteout. Yeah, seven, That's groovy. 17 feet of snow outside right Stop now. Stop it. Like, you can't. It's like driving around in Norway out there. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's bad enough why you always have to lie i, I don't know i you go ahead and you go out there and tell me how much snow there is it's not it's 17 not. feet it's ridiculous wow you know um how mad would you have been if it was 17 feet of snow and you got buried alive and the last film you saw was the one that <laughs> i made you watch last night i, I like i said i will probably feel better uh <laughs> being buried alive in snow than i did watching this movie let me tell you so i just want to say before we get into the film um i told jacob to watch a certain movie last night so mm-hmm. that we could discuss it today and he texted me at some point and said i'm halfway through the film like brilliant acting and I'm never getting married. I, I felt <laughs> like I was watching my own life story on this screen. How? How would well, that be? As you remember last week, we talked about my marriage to Rachel Weiss and, of course, the oh horrible boy. way that that ended. You know, I, there I was. You have, a, you have a real gift for fiction, Well, Jacob let me tell you. She was like, I want to star in this movie, The Constant Gardener. And I'm like, you don't even like to go outside. And then she gave me this dirty look. This and is just a left. really, this is terrible. Let's just get into <laughs> it. So the movie we're talking about is the newest Noah Baumbach film, Marriage Story. It is in theaters and currently streaming on Netflix. Did it go into theaters? I didn't even know. Yeah, it's in some theaters. Oh, sweet. So... Yeah, let's just kind of talk about it, because it might be, it's a little bit of a downer of an episode. Oh, oh geez. Yeah, a little bit of a downer. <laughs> it's part of life, because I'd say, despite the knowledge... 50% of life, actually. ...that many marriages aren't forever, um, most who say I do assume their partnership will be forever, you know. I would hope so. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. why bother if, if not? But divorce sometimes really is the answer like the right decision for everyone involved, but that doesn't mean that it won't be a painful period of transition for sure. So the beauty of film is that when it is done right, a movie can so accurately reflect the human experience. So divorce, for example, there's thousands of stories on the topic, but most of us keep coming back to a select few films that vary in tone, but each get to the core of what it is like dealing with a broken marriage. And I'd say now one of the top films in that would be Marriage Story. I think that's a pretty pretty safe assessment right now. It, Absolutely. It's getting a lot of buzz, a lot of Oscar talk for both lead, leads I in mean, this movie. Yeah, we'll have to talk about the performances, but a quick synopsis if you haven't heard of the film. It's about a stage director, who played by Adam Driver, and his actor wife, played by Scarlett Johansson. And they are struggling through a grueling coast-to-coast divorce that pushes them to their personal and creative extremes, we'll say. Yeah, I so, think that's a good, good And that's really all the synopsis you need because that really is the, the premise of the film. There are two amazing performances. We'll kind of get that right off the bat. Oh, Adam Driver incredible. has to get an Oscar nod. I, I think that he's pretty much good, pretty much set up for one at this moment. Absolutely. I mean, from a character perspective, I'd say that the film is close to flawless in that way because it's not just one of those movies. Like, it's not about arguing. It's not like, you did this and you're wrong. It's not that one person is right and the other person is guilty. Like, 
this is about how divorce just really happens and sometimes people grow apart or there's just it's just not gonna work and it's not that they hate each other by any means like you definitely feel like they love each other oh absolutely while you're watching this it's the main impression that you get look at these especially on his end where it's just kind of like the whole movie he's he just feels terrible about this whole situation I mean but you really get to see the legal side and that I was like that is where everything goes really south that was the one part of this movie where i was like i was like of course when as soon as i saw laura dern pop up i was like oh my god i'm gonna have to deal with laura dern laura derning it up all over this movie for the next i mean she was good for that role though what she does literally it's all she does but i think that's what i liked about the film was that you kind of got to hear from both of them it was a story told through two people and you understood both of their perspectives on why this marriage isn't working absolutely usually i i would see that a lot of guys might think you're going to be either you know kind of be on the guy side broing it out a little bit but when you're watching it you actually do feel kind of both sides he was kind of a jerk man he i mean he could be he could but she kind of agreed to a life and then suddenly changed her mind and you know she you know we don't give too much away but a lot happens very early in the film right i mean the, the whole I think what you get from this is, as it says, it's a coast-to-coast divorce. One is on one side, one is on the other. They have a child. That's why it's so difficult. But the scenes, it's like the scenes in the film, they're not big. No. Like, there's not these big explosive ones. They're really straight. And, but even that, it's really heartbreaking. I definitely, like, tears down my face cried at least two different times in the film. Mm -hmm. Like, I was incredibly affected. My husband, so Andrew sat down for 10 minutes of this movie and was like nope and then it was like 9 30 at night and he was upstairs with a power drill like fixing a dresser i was like you will do anything to not be watching this movie <laughs> he's just sitting there like nope that's not me not me at all i do not i mean it's a it. hard movie i'd say it's almost better to watch alone it's a hard <laughs> that's think? a hard couple you can't film. watch it with a with somebody you're with it's impossible you would have been like sneaking peeks at each other the entire time i mean it's movie. just like really sad but it definitely ranks among writer director noah bombeck's best works and that dude's known for depressing stuff but he even knocks it out of the park with this one but again i know we're saying that it's sad and it's about divorce but it is incredibly well written and it is such good character work i would say some of the best character work of the year in my opinion i would say that's fair i i didn't see any like there was never any something nothing came out of nowhere in this movie like everything that the person's personality or their um how they move forward it all it's set up in the movie like you can see these characters actually making these decisions you could see it from their perspective that's why it's so affecting because it felt like real life they felt like a real couple you know what else like interesting you mentioned the lawyers laura Dern, as much as i hate her and ray liotta who are both excellent in this movie as the yeah alert for just lawyers. small parts it just it's funny to think about how Basically, the um, people getting divorced, they don't really matter in their own divorce once it gets to, like, the court level. Like, you you basically are non-entities at this point. Your lawyers are basically doing all your the fighting for you. I know, which makes it terrible because they were, like, wanted to be friends and be, you know, amicable with each other. But it does get, I think, really confusing with a kid and with distance. I have a short clip. This scene is definitely the most powerful scene in the film, but I only took a really short bit of it. Uh, just to kind of get you a feel of some of the performances. Okay. But this scene itself, as it plays on, this was definitely one of my crying moments. Well, I know I can't wait to start my day with it. <laughs> I hate you. I don't know. Honestly, I never considered anything different. 
Well, that's the problem, isn't it? I mean, I was your wife. You should have considered my happiness, too. Come on. You were happy. You just decided you weren't now. Okay. Let, let's, let's, my, my work is here now. My family's here. And I agreed to put Henry in school here because your show went to series. I did that knowing that when you were done shooting, he would come back to New York. Honey, we never said that. That may have been your assumption, but we never expressly said that. We did say it. When did we say it? I don't know when we said it, but we said it. I we said it at the time on the phone. Honey, let me finish. Sorry, I keep saying that. I thought that if... Henry was happy here, and my show continued that we might do L.A. for a while. I was not privy to that thought process. Oh, the only reason we didn't live here is because you can't imagine desires other than your own, unless they're forced on you. Okay, you wish you hadn't married me, you wish you had a different life, but this is what happened. I love that during that whole clip, Jacob would be like, that is true, and that is true. I mean, you can't and help it when you're watching this is accurate, it. and this is accurate because they're both not wrong, and again, I'm, I've said this, but just the emphasis on that's what makes Marriage Story work is the, the raw nature of the performances and the fact that there is no good guy and no bad guy. Yeah, nobody. there's nobody that's like, like you said, there's no good guy or bad guy. They might have done situation. bad things, but still it's not like that. In the clear there's nothing malicious about either one of them. No, not at all. And the clear intent of the film is to demonstrate that the mechanics of ending a marriage are every bit as significant and delicate as maintaining one. I definitely was just like, oh man, I really don't ever want to get divorced. I mean, it's, I, it's like we all knew it was hard, but watching this, I feel like you you see it in a totally in totally different way. I mean, in all seriousness, like I have not been married, and this does not like push me towards money. Make that decision, unfortunately. Like it did I mean, cast quite the pall over I the whole scenario. I understand that, especially when we talked about um, the clip that leads to this blowout argument um, between the two characters. Um, just. Just tears. I mean, I really, I really cried. It was really. I mean, I could see you like ugly crying while watching parts. There was just, just tears, just (laughs) tears. So, but again, this is this is a powerhouse film. I think definitely we'll we'll get um, maybe a director nod. I think Adam Driver could get a best actor nod. It is a film worth checking out. Oh. Oh, there's my our seats, little, my seats there's vibrating. A buzzing. I don't know if anyone can hear that. I feel bad for Adam Driver a little bit in that um, award regard because, man, it is a murderer's row this year of performances for Best Actor. And it's like, you're yeah, going to be hard-pressed to even get in there. It's really true. I mean, like, right off the bat, Joaquin Phoenix and Robert De Niro are already Robert locks. De Niro didn't get nominated for the Golden Globe, though. little surprising on that one. Very but surprising. A lot of, lot of problems with the Golden Globes. I'm sure we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's always, it's always a little different, but... Yeah, this is uh, this is a heck of a performance by both of them, man. It's definitely something worth checking out. Um, maybe not watch it if you're having some marital strife. Might push a little <laughs> bit of a might be a little too close to home at that point. Oh uh, yeah, just just pack the bag. It's gonna feel bad. I would not have your significant other in the room. Maybe have your cat or your dog nearby. That might just be something a good way. something something to hug. Yeah. But we were discussing other films that have been really poignant and important in life that have. Um, dealt with divorce, and we thought, well, if we're starting it with this tone, we might as well keep it I love as sad as possible. Your description wait, is poignant. Wait till I get to my facts. At the oh, end. oh, oh, I cannot <laughs> wait. I'm sure they're going to be awesome. <laughs> okay, so the first movie that I want to talk about because it's another Noah Bombach. Bombach, I like that last name. And if you ha- aren't familiar with his work, know that. He- 
I don't you watch it all with like really wide eyeballs being like oh god the world like well, that's I mean, pretty much all of his stuff I mean it's a known fact that he's Morrissey's favorite director so that should tell you <laughs> is, is that actually true or is this a Jacob joke it's a Jacob joke but I, uh-huh. I you know after I said it I'm like you know what it's probably really true yeah so the squid and the whale is the film that I want to talk about have you ever seen that one oh, years ago I don't really remember too much oh I remember it because the way my body, the awkwardness that it felt, I've never been able to shake. So this film is about a pair of brothers living in Brooklyn, and they are caught in the middle of and deeply affected by the divorce of their parents. Um, So we have Jeff Daniels is the father, and then Laura Linney is the mother. So the older sibling, Walt, is played by Jesse Eisenberg. He's like a little guy in this, which is really cute to see. And he ends up siding with his dad, and then he starts acting out at school while the younger brother, Frank, who's played by Owen Klein, quietly backs up his mom. So there's just household tension rising further. Joan's writing career takes off, and it surpasses the failed ambitions of her professor ex-husband. This is one of those movies where you're like, oh, Jeff Daniels is actually a really good actor, and I forget. It, it does seem like he doesn't like get to showcase it like he does in this film. He never really gets to do it ever. Ever since Dumb and Dumber, he's been kind of stuck doing middle-of-the-road it, stuff. It's true, and they really work as a couple. You really believe it. They're kind of like these hoity-toity, like, erudites living in Brooklyn and, like, they're brownstone. Um, but it doesn't make it less heartbreaking what they're going through. And the film is essentially about how we grow up by absorbing what is useful in our parents and then forgiving what is not. So as opposed, as opposed to marriage story where you, you see the divorce through the couple, you really see this one through the children. So I'm going to say that Noah Bombach's parents got divorced and that it really oh. affected him. Oh, they, I think that's virtually a guarantee that his parents got I mean, because his stuff is really, it's piercingly honest. And it kind of has like a wit too, but like one of those like acid like it's like a kind of nasty biting wit but about divorce and its impact on a family i would say that this film is hilarious and heartbreaking it's definitely worth uh checking out i have to go back and watch it because well maybe not for a couple of years after this movie i need to work my i need to work my happy back up to a proper level but yeah it, don't watch these back to back you'll never leave your house again <laughs> <sighs> Sounds that sounds glorious, actually. I gotta be honest with you. That sounds pretty. It sounds great. glorious. Let's stay home and watch divorce movies. Okay. Do you have one? Yeah, I got a much different tone for mine, though. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and start with the War of the Roses. And, okay, like and, fun divorce. Yeah, movies. I'm not talking about the battle between the Lancasters and House York. That actually was the basis for Game of Thrones. Even though I did find in my research that that is actually what this title of this movie was. It's like a reference to that, which oh, is, is that of, right? Yeah, I oh, was kind of cool. surprised to find that out. So this movie stars Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, and Danny DeVito. And <sighs> love this cast. Such a great cast, directed by Danny DeVito. I kind of forget he's actually yeah. really creative. Um, so Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner are some super rich married folks, and Kathleen Turner just kind of has had enough of being married to Michael Douglas. She just hates his guts, so she files for divorce. Mm-hmm. They start going to lawyers, and they find out that, hey, if you want to keep your house and half your money, you have a better chance if you don't leave where you live. So now they're trying to have a hostile, I think is the safe <laughs> word to say, uh, divorce while living in the same house. 
and boy, does it just kind of go I off the rails from here. I love the two of them. They work so well together. I, it's just like romancing what? the stone, but now they're all living together. Oh, my God, romancing the stone. Don't even get me started. But what happened to Kathleen Turner? She sort of disappeared, but you kind of forget how big of a deal she you was. You know what's really funny is Michael Douglas has that show on Netflix, the, it's the Kaminsky Method or yes. something like that, and I think they have to bring an ex-wife in, and he told them, he's like, oh, it has to be Kathleen Turner. I mean, yeah. Like, it's, that's That just, seems like the perfect choice. Yeah. Uh, this movie when I remember I used to avoid it when I was a kid for a while because I thought it looked stupid. It's old actors, Michael Douglas. Can't sure, sure. Then I watched it and I'm like, oh, this dude's peeing on chickens. This, they're, they're, um, <laughs> this thing up. is off the wall. I mean, they're walking around just kind of screwing with each other's dates. They're just messing with each other's food. There was a guy, Rudy in this movie for inexplicable reasons. I mean, it's just such a fun great divorce movie and it's just funny to me sometimes how much Kathleen Turner absolutely hates Michael Douglas's guts <laughs> in this movie and he he just won't take the hint that she just can't stand you bro and he just keeps trying to make it happen I actually haven't seen that in so long that's definitely worth rewatching. oh it's it's so good I I just thinking about it now I'm like there's actually laugh out loud scenes in this movie and considering that it basically ends with an attempted murder on both ends. Yeah, well, you know. You know, it's, it's pretty great. <laughs> and yet still remains a light. Still though. remains hilarious, even in the very last scene. I mean, just so good. Go go check it out. They knew how to make divorce movies in the 80s. <laughs> None of this emotion stuff. What are we talking about here? <laughs> that's not Jacob's, get some that's not Jacob's cup of tea. Okay, so the next one I have is an oldie but a goldie. Um, I'd say a movie that has to be on your bucket list of movies to watch. The bucket list? How did you know? Well, I guess. Um, Kramer versus Kramer. Oh, boy. Right. That's Dustin Hoffman, the only guy on earth shorter than I am. <laughs> so this film stars Meryl Streep and Dustin Hoffman. Is it really Meryl Streep? I kind of forgot that part. What? Yeah. And I almost want to say that it's the height of Meryl Streep's career because of how good her acting is. But then she just continued being yeah. Meryl Streep and she her acting is good spent, at every stage of her yeah, career. Yeah, she spent 30 <laughs> like, years being just that good. So, so good. She is stunningly beautiful. In that movie. Um, so synopsis, the on the same day, Manhattan advertising executive Ted Kramer, Dustin Hoffman, he lands the biggest account of his career. He's super jazzed. And in that moment, he learns that his wife, Joanna, played by Meryl Streep, is leaving him and their young son, Billy. So that's kind of the craziest thing about this movie, because I feel like at that time, you know, it was never that fa- fathers ended up with the kids. No, oh, never. It was always mothers. It's still the kind of that way. Mother always ends up with the kid, basically. It's pretty much. So forced to raise his son alone, Ted ends up losing his job um, because he cannot balance all of these things. But he gains a stronger relationship with the child with the help of another single parent neighbor um, who lives next door or whatever. So. At some point, though, I think it's like more than a year, maybe a year and a half after, Joanna returns to claim custody of Billy. Of course. And Dustin Hoffman's like, uh, no, you've been gone. And then it's about the ensuing court battle that takes a toll on everyone. So this film is a super realistic look into an ugly custody battle and how terrible this must be for everyone involved. You know, like on one end is is the Joanna character who leaves her family, but she finds herself, like she had to do that, I think, to become a complete person. Like we're not gonna say like, you're just terrible. Sure. She was lost. She felt like she wasn't a good mother, she wasn't a good wife, and now she's kind of reemerged and she's ready to be her mother, like to be the mother, and she didn't want to give that up. And then the other side you have Ten, who's with his son the entire time. Yeah. So he shouldn't have to give him up. 
And yeah, from his perspective, he's like, well, you did walk out. And on now your kid. I've you're created out. a relationship with this kid. Like you're thinking of me as the Ted that you left, who maybe wasn't a good dad and was always at work. Like I've changed who I am. So it's a true classic. Um, it is worth noting that Streep won her first Oscar for this role. It is the first one. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it's just it's a it's a really brilliant film. And I'd say like Marriage Story, it resists the urge to take sides or give easy answers which I like also because sometimes when they're, you're just like, this one's the bad person, you know, you, you're not as invested in the film because you know you, you know who you the villain is right yeah, off the Yeah, you have to really struggle through this, but there's a reason that it's been kicking around and it's been on lists for so long. It's it a is great a, film. Yeah, best picture winner, too. So It keeps the tradition of also weird couples, Dustin Hoffman and 1970s Meryl Streep. Okay, if you say so. I well, like I think that, that, you know, those business executive men, they always, that, that always worked out that way. I, mean, I don't it's think still that's that shocking. Like, Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver, Sure. Okay, Thumbs can we up. actually talk about that? Because I know so many people, like my best friend Jen, thinks Adam Driver is just super, super hot. And I was like, Does she need gla- is he? Does she need glasses? Women love him. He's a he's a total sex symbol, is just it? one that I cannot comprehend. Look, the guy's a great actor. He was a Marine, so you know he's a he's, you know, pretty tough as well, but boy, that face, man. That face, that hair. I don't think he's hideous. You should. I mean, is. his voice I really enjoy. Oh, his voice is fine. There's definitely something about about him, I just don't have it as much it's as that, the other. It's that Star Wars money. That's what it is. That's Everybody's what it is. That's what's right getting now. me going. All right, let's get another film in there. All right, so I'm going to go with a, another ensemble comedy piece here. I'm going to go with 2011's Crazy Stupid Love. Did you see that oh, movie? Oh, of course I did, yeah. So this one. Uh, you like the lighter. Mine are like these heavy divorce <laughs> films. Oh, I, I do not light. have even a hint of anything strong going on in okay. mine, let me tell you. Uh, so this one stars Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Julianne Moore, Emma Stone, Marissa Tomei, and Kevin Bacon. Don't forget, um, I'd like a shout out to Ryan Gosling's abs. Oh, all like Thank twelve you. of them. Yeah, yeah they all. I, was make like, quite, I didn't know there were that many. They make quite the. You know, this is actually the movie that made me like Ryan Gosling. Believe it or not, like I did not expect to enjoy this movie. I just kind of put it on HBO one day, and I was oh. like, I like the smarmy jerk he's playing in this movie. You know? I just like when he takes his shirt off, and Emma Stone's like, "What are you photoshopped?" Like, I mean, no one looks like that. Boy, this is at peak Gosling, everybody. Like this dude, oof. Like I even as a guy, I'm like that is some impressive. And it's when we could like him and Emma Stone together because they weren't in 99 films together. This was like the beginning. Yeah, this was the first one, and they were both pretty charming and new. Yeah, and it was it was pretty great that one. But this one is about uh, Steve Carell is uh, you know having dinner with his wife, pretty boring. She admits that she cheated on him and that she wants a divorce, so he's got to deal with that in real time. Uh, he starts going out to bars, being super depressed, as one would. And then Ryan Gosling meets him and is like, hey, you are really curbing my action of hooking up with all these girls. Because, you know, he's kind of a womanizer in this movie. Shocker for Ryan Gosling to play mm-hmm. a character like that. <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to teach you how to seduce women. So that sounds like a pretty terrible premise. But it's another thing about regaining his masculinity and kind of, you know, making him into like a quote unquote man again. Because Steve Carell's kind of a wimp kind of given up it's, on life it's so charming it is he's very good everybody's very good in this movie but it also is a movie that deals with uh multiple different perspectives like it's not just the steve carell story there's the julianne moore thing they mm-hmm. get into her perspective emma stone and ryan gosling have their own little you know deals going on in the background since they meet in a bar and well yeah because his kind of inability to really date right yeah dating i think is in quotes for gosling in this yeah. movie 
Um, but yeah, it's just it's such an enjoyable, fun movie. It's pretty quick. It keeps going. Like oh yeah, no, it's it's really well done. It never bogs down in anything. That's There's no how you melodrama. do romantic comedies where you're like, thank you, you didn't make it like a terrible cheesy film. This is right. actually like a good movie. I mean, another on, like they don't, even when they get into the whole uh, when she cheated on him kind of deal, uh, Julianne Moore that is with Kevin Bacon. They even kind of get into how you know what there was a reason for it, and they're not necessarily bad people, the two of them, just because they had an affair. Like there was reasons behind it. They two people that actually sort of like each other and might have something there. So, sure. You know, there, there's a good views on this kind of movie. It's very enjoyable, more than it should be, actually, considering the subject matter. I will also say just a quick mention of one. This is very different than Ryan Gosling in the divorce movie Blue Valentine. Oh, boy. He, <laughs> Don't watch that movie. If you I thought mean, a marriage kind of, story was I'm not rough. even going to get into that so much. That has Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams. And, uh, again, this is a, a close examination of a couple caught in a downward spiral. Um, it is not easy to watch. I will say there are excellent performances, and there's a lot of kind of these rare moments of emotional intensity, but that's as much as I can say. I'm not even necessarily saying go watch it. I mean, that movie makes a marriage story look like Frozen yes. because it is <laughs> rough, true. dude. Like, it is really right rough. Right off the bat. So, but the one that I want people to really see, because I feel like this was just, this is comedy gold, and it's a really underrated film, is Enough Said with Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and uh, James Gandolfini. Oh, man, I forgot about that movie. It's such, a, it's such a cute film. So it's about Eva. That's Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and she's a divorced single parent. So this is more like people dealing with life post-divorced and like kind of going on to new relationships and things like sure. that. So she is a generally happy person. Um, she's really dealing with the difficulty of her daughter going off to college, though, and now she's kind of going to be alone. So unexpectedly, she begins a romance with Albert, and that's played by James Gandolfini, which is All it's right, actually please. hard watching this because this was his last appearance on screen. Was it really? Mm-hmm. And he's a really nice man, and she has a lot in common with him. So she's like, okay, like this could be something. But meanwhile, she finds a new friend played by Catherine Keener. I love Catherine Keener. Big, big Keener fans over here, let me tell you. Yeah, and she is a poet who is just about perfect except for one thing. She constantly is talking smack about her ex-husband and, like, why he was terrible and everything about him, and it's Albert. Of course. Of course it is. But the more that Eva hears, the more she starts doubting her relationship with him, even though she was happy, but now she's viewing him through the eyes of, like, an ex-wife. Which can't do. No, you really, you it. really can't do. But the the film, it's super charming. It's impeccably acted, and then ultimately, it's really bittersweet. And it's just an enjoyable movie. It was one I randomly went to see in theaters. I think it was like Thanksgiving night, and I was like, oh, there's nothing up. We want to go out, and I was like, I love this movie. Like, why is no one talking about it? Uh, you know what? I kind of felt this. Actually, when you said that, I thought it was an HBO original movie. I didn't even realize. No, it that's went just out it. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I, uh, I think it's a Julia Louis-Dreyfus factor. She's an excellent actress, but she kind of seems like a TV actress. So everybody kind of maybe. And I honestly, she she's gold in this film. She's, she's gold great. in everything. She she's is she's always s- fantastic. She is super. And so fantastic. is Gandolfini. Uh, actually, it's sad game. that it's his last movie. They like dedicate the movie. It's like for Jim, and <sighs> you're like, oh, I feel really sad now. It takes like a it, a, it makes it a little more emotional. Yeah, it's always sad when they do that. Bum me out of Captain Marvel when you saw the Stanley thing on there. Everybody was like, oh, crying in the theater before the movie even starts. Yeah, of course. 
Oh, and then of course we're. I'm looking at the clock here, and we're already like at 30 minutes. You got one more you can spit out here. So I'm gonna go with 2003's Intolerable Cruelty. Did you see this movie? No, I heard it was terrible. Well, they were wrong because I. This is a Coen Brothers movie. (laughs) I always always worry about you, Jacob, when the world says it's bad and you say it's good. I'm not sure where to go with that. Don't listen to the world. Uh This movie is perfectly fine. Is it the best Coen Brothers movie? No. This is George Clooney, Catherine Zeta-Jones. That's it. Okay. So he plays Miles Massey, who is the best defense or the best divorce lawyer in LA which sure. as you can imagine is a heck of a thing so yeah, he's right. kind he's of no he's no uh, Laura Dern <laughs> yeah no Laura Dern this is actually Clooney um Clooney being charming which is something okay. she lacks being able to do wow so he plays uh the best at- a divorce attorney uh kind of hates his life he's bored everything he wins all the time so he doesn't even care until he meets uh Catherine Zeta Jones's character who's trying to get a divorce from her rich producer husband and then he's like, oh, this gold digger, which is, she admittedly is. She doesn't even try to hide the fact that she's after everybody's money. Is just like something about her just intrigues him so much that it's kind of almost a love at first talk kind of situation mm-hmm. where he just becomes infatuated with her. And then between a mixture of your Coen brothers snappy dialogue, some awesome acting and just ridiculous scenarios as one can imagine it goes into you just see, and it's just such a fun, enjoyable movie. And Clooney is having a ball in this flick. Like this one, he was doing a lot. Which of Which is always Brothers nice movies. when you can tell that the people doing it are really into it. I mean, Clooney is at this is 2003. Clooney, he's at the peak of his charming powers. So he is, he is having a ball. If for no other reason, this movie is good just to watch him, like just bounce around the screen for two hours, just hitting, eat, chewing scenery left and right. Catherine Zeta Jones is in here just being fantastic. Wow, it's very interesting. I looked this up on Rotten Tomatoes because I don't trust you at all. It has a 75%, which is fine, but it has a 48% audience score. I Why think, do you think the audience score is so low? Because I think it's a Coen Brothers. It's a very People Coen are Brothers missing. movie. So they went in looking for like a romantic comedy, but they it, didn't take into account that it's a Coen Brothers film. No, no, it's definitely a romantic comedy, but I feel like they went in there expecting more of a romance kind of movie, and this is definitely like a divorce um, okay. thing kind of on you top of it. You got to be prepped for that. Um, it's so I just enjoy the heck out of this movie. I, go check it out. Don't listen to the critics. Pay attention to that seventy-five percent. Pay attention, pay attention to Jacob. Yeah. I'm the um, one you want to talk to, everybody. Come on. We're out of time for films, but I do have to mention one book, which I've been meaning to read forever because most of the world did. But I guess this is the great book to grab if you're, if you're thinking no. about going through a divorce or whatnot. Oh, but it's Eat, Pray, Love. Of course. One Woman Search for Everything Across Italy, India, and Indonesia by Elizabeth Gilbert. I have heard that it is a really good book. Don't judge it on the movie. If you saw the movie, that's not your thing. But it is about how she, this is her um, memoir about how she made the difficult choice to leave behind all of, let's say, the trappings of a, a modern American success. So her, she left her marriage, her house in the country, her career. And instead, she went out to find what she really wanted from life. So she set out for a year to study three different aspects of um, her nature amid three different cultures. So she explored the art of pleasure in Italy, the art of devotion in India, and then the balance between the two um, on the Indonesian island of Bali. So, like I said, I've talked to people who've been like, no, this is a great read. Like, you know, if they you say feel so. it, it helps you. You're kind of like the idea that you can leave it all behind and start fresh, which is always a good theme. Oh, so. absolutely. I mean, if you got the 
if you have the wherewithal to just go ahead and leave your life and run around Europe for a couple of months, by all means. And now it. we're going to have the wherewithal to leave this episode. Plug us up. Let's we, get we, out of here. We nailed it. So everything <laughs> that you hear on All Booked Up is going to be available, you know, at the library or pretty soon. It's going to yes. be one of the two. Uh, we have 37 branches all over Erie County, so stop on by to any one of them. Take a look, see if we have it in stock. If we don't, just tell them. We'll have it sent to you, no problem. Don't forget to also check out our website, www.buffalolib.org. Find out where the bookmobile is going to be. Get your online catalog, get your ebooks, your audiobooks. Guys, there's so much fun stuff to do on that website. Go check it out. And don't forget to also follow us on Twitter at AllBookedUpPod. You can come chat with me and Michelle. We're always yucking it up on there. That's us yucking it up. I also want to mention a program. It's called Homegrown Authors that's at the Downtown Central Library. It's really cool because it has local authors coming in and talking about their books. The next one is on December 28th. It's Jason Gusman who has the book Return to Snakeland. It's actually a graphic novel. Return Um, to Snakeland, all right. Yeah, yeah. It it looks really cool, but that's Saturday at 2 o'clock, and then he'll come down and talk about the book, and it's super interesting. They've had a lot of these programs. They've been really fascinating. So that one's December 28th. I just wanted to let people know. Put it on your radar. Guys, get down here and check it out. It's going to be awesome. Totally. Okay, okay. Now it is time for the misery that I am about to bring. I was texting some of these facts to Andrew last night, and he was like, please stop. Oh, I don't want to know any more of these divorce facts that you keep sending oh, yeah, me. I'm sure Andrew loves getting divorce facts from his wife <laughs> in the middle of the night. No, no reason to, oh, at all so to be worried about that. Every 13 seconds... There is one divorce in America. Awesome. Wow, right? So that equates... 13 seconds, my God. So get that. So that equates to 277 divorces per hour, over 6,000 per day, over 46,000 per week, and that's about 2.4 million divorces per year, which means, let me break that down for you in a more depressing way. Yeah, let's go ahead and dig into those numbers. I, I read this stat and I was like, oh, someone was having a bad day when they wrote this. There are nine divorces in the time that it takes for a couple to recite their wedding vows. <laughs> Fabulous. Talk. <laughs> Talk about setup or failure, am I right? <laughs> My God. That's terrible. But this is a stat that I thought was nuts. Approximately 6% of American couples marry, mm-hmm. divorce, mm-hmm. and then remarry each other. No, thank you. 6%. Like, I tried that game. I'm out, man. <laughs> I'm retired. Also, couples in Republican states are 27% more likely to divorce than couples in Democratic states. I mean, yeah. They say because Republicans have historically married younger than Democrats, and the younger you marry, the higher your chance of divorce is. So I thought that was fascinating. Having twins or triplets increases the risk of divorce by 17%. Oh, yeah. Because you're like, my brain is melting all the time. This one, this is the craziest one of all. If one partner smokes... A marriage is 75% more likely to end in divorce. Uh, well, yeah, okay. I, I can buy that. I mean, should, don't, don't smoke, everybody. Don't it's smoke. Terrible if you habit. are smoking and your partner is not, take that stat to heart and yeah. stop doing it. I mean, do you like going on the porch every, th- every 20 terrible. minutes? No. Let me end on one positive note, though. Maybe you can change your occupation and save your marriage because mm. occupations with the lowest divorce rates All right, let's do it. include agricultural engineers, okay. salespeople, Really? Surprise there. Nuclear engineers. Uh, okay. Optometrists. Hmm. And podiatrists. Hmm. So, there what you a go. weird grouping of 
professions to have to keep a happy marriage. I have no idea, but there you go. Look at that. I ended it super happy. But thank you guys so much for listening. It was a downer of an episode, but they're all great films. So check them out. Yeah, check them out, everybody. Come by your local library. We'll catch you next time. I'm going to flip it up on you. Whoa. Okay, then I go. Bye. Bye.